0: If you like the show and would like to become a supporter, click on the link below to become a monthly supporter of the Toe Jouse Podcast. Monthly supporters begin as low as $0.99 cents a month and as much as $9.99 a month. Thank you all for listening to the Toe Jouse Podcast. See you all at the show. Follow us on Instagram for our newly uploaded episodes. Link in the description.
1: And we are live. We are here once again with Pepe, Matt Shark. <laughs> What's going on? And not much. A lot Trying of work. Work? Yep. That's all any update is these days. What yep. are you doing? Trying to Earth. make... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's... I guess that's the easy one to go to. Yeah. Trying to make it through this year. Almost there. Dude, it's crazy. What a time to be alive.
1: hmm Oh, and we are live from the, uh... What was it? Uh... The four, four seasons, seasons. <laughs> uh, nursery. We, yeah, the,
0: the four no, it was a four seasons landscaping. Landscaping. It's yeah. a new
1: hot spot. We are live. That is so funny. I didn't even know about that till you mentioned it. <laughs> uh, we are live from the back of Taco Bell. <laughs> Uh, that's yep. something i would do if i was an intern a political intern i'd make a mistake like that oh yeah probably on sure. purpose but yeah
0: but like uh was the guy's name um he's from uh was that secular talking it kyle Kolinsky. Kyle yeah, yeah yeah it was like he said it couldn't be a better way of trump going out than for him to <laughs> make a mistake instead of being at the Four Seasons Hotel he's at the Four Seasons landscaping <laughs>
1: there was ever an argument for fatalism
0: Man. that's it Yeah. that's fantastic yeah what a mess that guy I don't know it's crazy I mean what about all the like him refusing to concede and all that stuff it's just it's like to me It. I'm not surprised
1: you know that it's Trump, but it's just like what a sore loser. Well, I figured whoever the loser was was gonna be a little well sore yeah. on this one because it was just so chaotic.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, and it's, it's always, just funnier
1: now that it's him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's always that way. A little bit it's like it's always, you know, so whoever loses, oh, I want a recount, or I want, you know, there was some kind of fraud or whatever i mean you've you've, i mean i've heard that numerous times with elections but at some point it's like okay it's over and the person respectfully says you know i concede handed hands it over to the opposing opponent and then everyone goes about their business but this guy is just like he i mean
1: i would expect no less
0: yeah mama
1: (laughs) he's like a baby It's like the kid getting drugged out of Toys R Us by his mom. Yep. Well, the thing is, in uh, like the 2016 election, before then, he was on record dissing the electoral college. Mm -hmm. And then when he won in 2016 from the electoral vote and lost the uh, popular vote, he was like, "It's the greatest thing in the world." Yeah, (laughs) democracy. Yeah, but and
0: it's it's and now it's 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 back to is yeah, like for me. You know, I'm neither left or right, by any means. So I just sit back and watch it, and it's just it's so it's so crazy to me that people don't see this and they don't see this themselves that it is literally just a flip flop back and forth. Because you know, whenever uh, Trump beat Hillary, it was you know all of Russia had something to do with it and the trump supporters they just all kept their mouth shut you know like oh it's you know no it's fine it's okay and and then the left was all you know it was russia and fraud and all this stuff and then now it is the exact opposite trump supporters are all this fraud and all this stuff and you know the democrats is like oh there's no way and you know i don't know whether it is or isn't you know i don't know but it's the arguments are always the same. It's just one side or the other to me. So it's crazy.
1: Welcome to America.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't, we had, we may have touched on that a little bit last time, but I'd mentioned to someone else that, you know, is it, would it be a good point to, you know, to point out, I guess that, uh, our country is like, politically indoctrinated and like I sort of see a correlation with that with like how at least in the south and from my you know my experiences and what I've noticed is with like you know kids are a lot of times raised through a some sort of religion uh or denomination of religion and it's a. Uh, it's almost like bred into us to think one-sided and to close the curtain on everything else and not even like have the opportunity to see a difference or a, you know? And so that sort of transitions into the political spectrum too, where it's like they grew up to think this way and then they either go left or right. And then they don't even want to view the, uh, the opposing side or they don't even want to consider it, you know? And so it's just like this, Closed off, you know, two sided ordeal that we're constantly yeah, spiraling. Like we said in.
1: Last time, you know, we're Cowboys fans here. It's, yeah, it's that whole, uh, you know, it's rooted into the family and right, right to the point where if someone ran for office that was like an independent or a libertarian, they would have to lie and pretend to be a Democrat mm-hmm. or Republican just to have a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, just that D or R by your name, yep, is. And that's mm, happened. A badge of honor.
0: That's happened. I mean, uh, Rand Paul. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, Rand Paul is a, uh, uh, I mean, he's uh, <clears throat> self-proclaimed libertarian and everything, but he has to run as a Republican
1: mm-hmm. when he does run. Yeah. I mean, even on a local level, unless you get got or D, you're yep. you're nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's sad. Because then we're saying it's not about the person, it's about the organization. Yeah. Like... And he, uh, Bernie Sanders I I did not understand why he didn't run independent this go around since he had so much uh, momentum mm-hmm. from the Democrats last year you know he got what he needed from them but you know he, he, he wouldn't have been able to do anything because yep. they're not even in the debates they're yep. not even And see I thought that I, I don't know why I was thinking that that sort of got changed
0: with the last election whenever uh what was his name um johnson yeah gary johnson ran and that's like he who I voted for last yeah time. not last you. time
1: but 16 that's who i voted for
0: yeah right and then uh it seemed like that i can't remember exactly what it was but i thought he there was something whenever he was in that got changed where they had to include third party into the debates from the but, way i
1: remember it they needed a percentage of the votes in order to but so were, that's why I voted for him. I knew he wasn't going to win, but I was trying to get the votes up high enough so this go-around, a third party could enter debates, and it didn't happen.
0: Uh, yeah, unfortunate.
1: Yeah, um, It's basically a Greek council, and the two high fraternities are still in power, and that yeah. really needs to change.
0: Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I'm kind of with—there uh, was a lot of people that, that had a— uh, you know, a following going there of Joe Rogan sort of uh, mediating one of the debates. I thought that'd be pretty good.
1: <laughs> it would have been better than the televised ones. For sure. It still would have been a oh, yeah. freak show. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Well, uh, yeah. What little bit of them I seen, it was just like a, you know, a couple of toddlers yeah, biting over the there's ball. there's no,
1: even Joe Rogan couldn't get a handle on uh, those two. Yeah. In a situation like that. I mean, they were even talking about going as far as like, separating them and cutting their mics on and off. Like, really? Come on. Wow. And these are the two guys
0: that we have that yeah. is going to run the country.
1: It's going to come to the point where we got to like have a Skype session and mute somebody else yeah. and get them out of each other's company. Yeah.
0: And as bad as like Joe Biden is, I mean, even if you had had a better candidate, like I don't, I think anyone would have had a hard time Trying to have a discussion with Donald Trump, I and mean, he's just one of those guys. No, like, uh-uh. yeah.
1: I know you are, but what am I?
0: Yeah, he's like the guy that uh, you know, like whenever you were playing like toy guns when you were kids, and you you know you know you know you got no, Yeah, you I didn't. shot you. No, you didn't. I'm a, I got invincibility. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, enough of this sad shit. It's over. Hopefully, it is. It is, man. Maybe. And it's like what.
0: Almost middle of November. I mean, we still got
1: one more election to go because technically we don't... We got an indirect voting system. We're not even voting for the president. We vote for the people that vote for the president. Yeah, yeah. And that's still to come. So that swings in uh, Trump's favor, then I think we really have a problem.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, it's... It's close, and I mean, it, who I mean, who knows?
1: What's it, is it going to be any different? But no, you know what the difference between a Democrat and a Republican is? What's that? Opportunity. Yeah, that's right <laughs> for sure.
0: No, but I mean, as far as that goes, yeah, nothing's going to change for sure. But I don't know why it's like. At least whenever the new year comes, you kind of feel optimistic. It's like I don't know. I guess it's the feeling of okay, we're starting a new one. <laughs> it's not like that day one, January 1st, it's going to be the virus is gone. And...
1: Or it might. Or it might. You know. <laughs> now that
0: this is over, yeah. you know, I
1: don't know. Everybody said it's going to disappear after the election. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's enough sad stuff. Let's talk about something fun. Yep. All right. What today's you got? subject Ghosts. And I'm knocking shit over here. Ghosts. Cryptids. Supernatural, even maybe. So cool stuff, cool stuff, fun <laughs> stuff. Ain't gotta think too hard on it, because anybody takes that seriously enough to get pissed <laughs> should do a push up. Yeah, uh, let's start with a uh, ghost. Right. You believe in ghosts? Hmm. I mean,
0: I've it's, always th- that it's really cool to entertain the idea. First off, oh yeah, you know, um, whether you believe in it or not i mean i mean obviously we have halloween every year that's always a good time you know we watch scary movies and stuff so yeah, i think everyone or not everyone but most people at least entertain the idea but uh for me i mean yeah it's a it's kind of a type of adrenaline i guess you know the being in and just uh, being scared yeah yeah you know so um but as far as like really believing them i mean i can't say that i have ever been in a situation where I was convinced that it was something out of this world, you know, physically out of this world, I guess, but um, I've probably been in some situations where a lot of other people would have been like, oh yeah, that was, that was something there, you know, and I'm, but I'm pretty, I mean, I'm going to try everything that I can think of to debunk something, so, you know, it's kind of resulted in me, Always convincing myself that ah nah, but it's still fun, you know. So.
1: Oh yeah, I don't believe, but I still enjoy ghost hunting just yeah. for the creepiness of it all. Or right, like a haunted house, you know that's not real. They're, yeah, they're Jason's really not in there with a chainsaw. Right, it's fun. Yeah, Leatherface with a chainsaw. Yeah, but it's fun. it's yeah, it's sure. an adrenaline. But uh, my thing is, is it's kind of like. Calling a, something a ghost is like calling something a god. It's like, what does that even mean? It seems yeah. like everybody has their own definition. Right. And there's no consensus on it. It's like, well, what are you even talking about? Right. So. Yeah. You know, how can I believe in something you can't even define? Right.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a lot of uh, mystery around it. Um. You know, I don't know. Uh I mean, is it energy? I mean, I, you know, a lot of people say that you know, even after you, even after you die, you know, your energy, it, you know, it carries on. It transitions somewhere else and that kind of stuff. So I mean,
1: yeah. So like, once again, what do you call an energy? Right. Because our energy is basically just our food we eat, and we're just right. a big battery. Yeah. So you know this. I guess they're saying like this aura or spirit, and that's the issue. What are you talking about? There's, yeah never been anything like that yeah presented or proven and
0: even if like (laughs) even if it was um even if it did you know transition into this uh you know i guess mystical state there where it's like you know just kind of wandering around in this one area or whatever you know i mean does it carry a conscience uh i mean like or is it just like on a like a Like a tape that's played on repeat or something, you know? I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah, exactly. We don't, there's no way to to identify what we're talking about. It seems like an abstract idea to begin with, Mm -hmm. and people see they say it, so that means it's physical, so it's either emitting light or reflecting light, so Mm -hmm. there's actually something there that we can uh, capture and analyze, so like, nothing's happened
0: yeah um the stuff that you see like video evidence quote unquote um what do you think of that i mean do you do you think there's like camera tricks you think that any of that is actual like proof of anything
1: oh i think the orb thing is pretty well debunked dust insects refractions even like even
0: even the one that they say you know well they can differentiate the dust if it's dust it kind of comes into frame and then goes out of frame but if it's an orb it appears within the frame and then
1: goes out within the frame well that could be easily debunked like let's say you have half a disco ball and the half that's not reflecting is pointing towards you and halfway through the frame the side that reflects Mm -hmm. flips towards you then you are it's just like you know uh Throwing confetti in the air—that's that's the uh, sparkle effect—is mm-hmm. catching light just right. right to reflect it back to your eye. It turns on and off basically as it. Don't as it doesn't really turn it, off; it just, uh, you
0: know, flip to another side yeah, where it does reflect. flips to the side
1: that is reflecting, in yeah, your geometrical location.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like I say, it's, it <clears> seems <throat> like there's always this other avenue where you can say, "Well, it could have been this." Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, for me, I, I, I think another thing, the reason why it, it always interests me um, is, like I've always sort of had a knack for photography and stuff, and I, I don't know, just um, abstract kind of odd things, and so the places where you typically would be in to think, oh, this is spooky, or this is, you know, where a ghost would be, they appeal to to me visually, you know, so like abandoned places and like old hospitals and uh, old houses and things like that. It, to me, I just like love to look at them and be in them and stuff like that. You know, it, it, I guess you could call it the urban exploring and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's just super cool to me. So uh, I follow some pages on Instagram. They're like, you know, um, all things abandoned and stuff. And it's just, I don't know, it's really neat. I guess for me to, to look at so that I sort of I think that sort of plays into why I like to entertain the idea of ghost and that kind of stuff because it, that area around that you would uh, attach those two is a pretty cool place you know so
1: which is weird that ghosts are always in the quote well, unquote I, spooky places right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's seeing a ghost on Walmart aisle three. Right. Yeah. It's always abandon this and <laughs> well, that where and that's, you're anticipating and building up the psyche to where right? you reject it almost. And that plays into, I think a lot of people's experience. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, you know, the mind is a powerful thing for sure. Um, and then that, that also like, like what we were talking about earlier, I mean, is it, uh, which, I mean, people have talked about that uh, spirits being attached to certain items or certain areas or places uh, in connection to events, you know. So, you know, you always, like, hear ghosts in, like, that are inside Alcatraz
1: or... Um, inside of a little doll or something.
0: Yeah. Or around, like, a certain field that was part or was uh had like a civil war battle or something on yeah something like that yeah so they never wander from those areas i guess that they would be uh attached to those areas because of the situation that happened or whatever you know so that's the reason why you wouldn't see them on aisle three at walmart
1: (laughs) but you know there again it's just all speculation i guess well, my thing about that is how they're gonna get attached to an area if we're constantly moving through space you know yeah that space doesn't exist past each moment
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's really no way
1: to explain it I, to me but I never understood the uh getting attached like we were saying dolls and items what's the difference between the uh, raw materials used it, to make that doll versus right. them being put together in some abstract yeah. way you know yeah. So under that model, that cotton ball over there could have a spirit <laughs> in it, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean yeah. Like uh, you know, I make toilet paper every day for a living. It starts off as a
1: tree. Somebody like, could die by that tree, has a lot of toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. So the same thing with like uh, uh, what do they call it? Not a ruin, but some kind of trinket or whatever. Yeah. Like, like a cross. They don't like crosses. Well, how do they exist in this world? On a microscopic level, crosses are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But it takes this yeah, this sanctified one to work. <laughs> you know, it's odd. If you want to, I guess, kill a ghost, all you need is some uh, Egyptian cotton <laughs> sheets. <laughs> hold them up. Well, look at the crosses. There's a <laughs> billion of them. Yeah. Cross-stitch, bitch. Yeah. It's an odd way of thinking when you break it down.
0: What about Aliens? Like, one of my favorite scary movies of all time, I think, is uh, The Fourth
1: Kind. You know, it's Well, about that like, was proven to be fake, but yeah. the cinematography of it was definitely oh, man, creepy.
0: It, it was cool, for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would find that more believable than...
0: Aliens uh, and so forth?
1: Like... Yeah, I'd, I'd take Aliens over Ghosts and gods and shit like that Mm -hmm. easily. I mean, why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're here, I
0: I, I just, like if we're here, um, I think that it's possible. Yeah. It's possible that it happened again somewhere else, even at this same period in time. Now, the only thing is, is like, do they have the ability or the, uh, technology to actually get here and explore us, you know, I mean, again, I guess it's who knows. Maybe they do, but I, you know, to us it's a far-fetched idea because we can't, you know, we've made it to the moon and back. That's that's basically all. I mean, I I mean, we've made took cameras to like Pluto.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's out of all the cryptids and creepy stuff, and that's probably the aliens are probably the most believable. Yeah, but I really don't see a race that superior just coming down to stick stuff in our butts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, just come check
1: us out, like let yeah, me just check out your butt shit out for what hundreds of years now. What do you yeah. believe in the ancient alien theory? I don't
0: know, man. I mean. Again, it's one of those things, I guess it's cool to entertain the idea. And, you know, it makes good TV.
1: Really good TV. You know.
0: uh... Aliens. (laughs) Yeah. But as far as, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't say.
1: Yeah, they were here. I mean, I (laughs) I don't know. It's a little too convenient. Aliens come down, make hybrid Hybrids out of us and they've been staying in the shadows ever since that's some illuminati shit yeah you know i think if something was that prominent they would would be that prominent
0: yeah yeah that's like
1: uh there's just no point to the anonymity of it all yeah Uh, the reason we're so allured by it and maybe even fearful is the anonymity so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's like the uh all the stuff around the Bermuda Triangle, too. I mean, I don't know about all that. I mean, I you hear the stories and stuff, but I don't know. There's so much stuff out there nowadays you don't know what to believe
1: and what not to believe. So mm-hmm. so much can go wrong with uh, airplanes and boats. Yeah. Because a lot of times you are dependent on an instrument, and the instruments are just not... Hundred percent reliable all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would definitely believe the whole magnetic field explanation of the triangles.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and that that makes a lot of sense because we have only actually explored like what less than two, three percent of the ocean floor. Yeah, that's wild, ain't it? So we have no idea what the composite of the ocean floor is. Yeah,
0: and we've. I mean we've done so many things and to think that only two or three percent of the oceans have been explored is like what are we doing where are Where are our priorities? yeah,
1: <laughs> we're all wanting to go to Mars and we haven't even finished earth yet
0: yeah I mean whenever I go uh you know i, I mean i do I like to do a lot of camping and backpacking and stuff and whenever I think about you know what where I want to go next, I mean there are places i mean unlimited places to go hike and backpack that I would like to go to but um I've always told myself I would like you know I want to at least get to a place where I'm comfortable saying that I've explored Arkansas before I start venturing out to you know Missouri or Tennessee or you know places like that especially like oh I want to go to hike in Montana or something I mean absolutely I do but there's a lot of places in Arkansas that are really cool too so same same thing though I mean why are we so stuck on seeing uh, you know Mars and places like that whenever we haven't discovered all of the ocean I mean space exploration I think definitely is important but
1: there's not much of a payoff on it though you know
0: yeah <clears throat>
1: yeah like okay we get to Mars now what yeah. Terraform it? Okay. Well, if we have the technology to terraform Mars, why can't we just use that to make Earth better?
0: Yeah. And God forbid they find oil on that sucker.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> or lithium. And would that actually be saving the human race by putting people on Mars? Wouldn't that just create a new race? Yeah. Because they would be... Uh, uh, to would be a uh, segregated breeding pop- population in a different uh, environment, so evolution would dictate, eventually, those will not be human beings, eventually.
0: Yeah. So that's not man, really
1: saving human race. What a shit show that would be. I mean... Maybe that's what aliens are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Past colonies that have moved on. Yeah. Intergalactic colonies. We
0: can't even seem to get along on our own planet and to think that we'd have another planet that we was able to travel back and forth to. It's like one of them get pissed off at the other and like, you know what? We're fixing to just start sending Newt the news. Mars.
1: <laughs> and we probably could because we'd probably be more advanced than they would be. Yeah. Yeah, that whole Mars thing is just, it don't make any sense. To me, it's just fantasy. It, yeah, really. I mean. I'm not an Elon Muskie. I I don't. Slob yeah. on that guy's knob. Yeah. I think he's a lunatic. But yeah, I think we could definitely benefit more right now from a Sequest situation versus a Star Trek situation. Yeah. Like who I knows? there's probably so much minerals and more oil and deposits there that we could stop fighting with each other over it. Or we might fight more over that. I don't know. Yeah. Or there may be a whole new energy solution down there that we don't know about. That is 80-something percent of, no, it's our bodies, 70-something percent of the Earth's surface is water. Yeah. And we've only explored 5% of that. That's crazy to think, for sure. Yeah, technically, we had not even got out of our own front yards yet. Well, we've, we've touched on all of those about Bigfoot. I mean we gotta go there. Here's my thing on Bigfoot. It seems like every year we find bacteria. (laughs) Yeah. Insects new species of bacteria, insects, reptile. Just we find a plethora of new tiny stuff every year. But nobody can't even get a photo in focus of a seven foot monkey man.
0: Yeah, And, and and to even add to that with all of the deer hunters and game cameras that are out there,
1: and cameras in our pockets, yeah, it, it's funny how the sightings haven't gotten haven't I mean, escalated couple, anymore with right. everybody walking around with a high def camera in their pocket.
0: Yeah, and how much of, um, how much of like actual like Earth's like land masses have we discovered?
1: Discovered probably have, a lot of it. Explored thoroughly. Probably not. I mean, the rainforest really? is huge. Yeah. Hell, even the Ozarks <clears throat> is pretty huge. Oh yeah, for sure. Rockies, Siberia. I would think the tundras that... are like still pretty desolate.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy
1: to think about, but I mean,
0: yeah.
1: Um, um, it's I just find it odd that that's probably the most active group of people looking for something and yet nothing. <laughs> it really is i mean it's like uh, there's tv shows there's youtube there there's a lot of active people out there looking for bigfoot yeah yeah it's, it's fun people can find bacteria but not Bigfoot. <laughs> come on
0: it's fun like i said that's another one of those things for me it's fun to entertain the idea you know i like to if i'm out you know hiking or hunting or something like that i go out there if i'm with a buddy or something like that i'd at least once, have to pick up a big stick and like knock on the tree. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: you want to hear a wild story? What's that? Well, you know, there's there may or may not be a very famous Bigfoot Arkansas sighting that you mm-hmm. know, wink, wink. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. All right, I don't want to get into any legal shit here, but you're with me on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, my mother knew no know, knows a guy. From that area. He grew up in that area and they got to talking about it one time and she asked him was like, "Uh, do you think that's real? You know what his answer was? What's that? I don't know. i never seen him but it was the strangest thing. Every time a black family moved into this certain part of the town, Bigfoot would show up. (laughs) Oh my God. My mom told me that. My (sighs) jaw hit the ground because it's a very famous Arkansas case. There may or may not be a movie about it yeah but yeah that is funny that's that's which given the time period where it, it, it makes sense yeah i bet that hurt a lot of people's feelings on bigfoot just now yeah that's wow, man <laughs> uh. people will be like oh, bullshit i need a citation anecdotal i'll tell you right now it's anecdotal <laughs> Uh, Did this come from somebody's mouth that was a part of the situation? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, it is odd that there's a lot of ancient history with so-called depictions, which, I don't know, like a lot of uh, old native depictions. Mm I don't know. I mean, look at dragons, though. There's a lot of depictions of dragons. Yeah. throughout the world, and they're starting to think now that it was just uh, their imaginations running away with them when they found dinosaur fossils. Mm-hmm. So that's how you <laughs> ended up with a dragon. They even say the same thing about a uh, cyclops, that the reason that the mysticism around cyclops developed was they ancient people found a, a mammoth skull, and where its trunk is it's one big a circular cavity, mm-hmm. and they thought that was an ocular cavity, and that's where the uh, myth of the what do they call it, cyclops come from. Yeah, was uh, ancient mammoth skulls.
0: That makes sense. <clears throat> I mean, I can see where they came to that conclusion and that idea.
1: And how hard would it be for a, a bipedal humanoid to put on a bunch of furs and skins back in the day to try and freak people out? Yeah, as superstitious as natives were and all that, you know, it's not a far-fetched idea because they used to put on wolf pelts and all that to hunt buffalo. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I said, it's Bigfoot's probably the most sought-after cryptid for hundreds of years. Yep, and we got nothing. No, not really anything. No stories stories <clears throat> out of focus pictures plaster footprints
0: i mean it could be i can see where people were like convinced by it back in like the what 80s 90s whenever like cameras and stuff were shitty but and not many
1: people had them they were luxuries but yeah
0: now you have like what 40 megapixel cameras in your pocket
1: <laughs> high def yeah 4k and yeah.
0: nothing and game cameras. nothing new i at mean least. L- like We have game cameras now. Like, I've got buddies that have game cameras that are out that they're getting pictures while they're at work on their cell phones. Like, it's sending the pictures
1: to their cell phone. They got them now where they could stream video. Really? Over LTE to your phone. So crazy. Like, you have to buy a subscription to, they got bundled packages on phone companies for deer cameras now. Wow. Wow. And
0: I well, not to roll into the the next subject too soon, but um, like the whole game camera thing to me, uh, it's like, what does it take away from hunting? You know, like I've got a I've got a, a buddy he uses game cameras and stuff, but he he's mixed he has mixed feelings on game cameras because it's like. You know, it takes away the a certain level of the excitement because when you get out there, you kind of already know what's in the area. You already know what's coming. You know, I mean, especially if you're, uh, you know, baiting baiting deer, which is a whole other uh, subject on it. But I mean, I I don't I don't see myself ever using game camera and or baiting. I just, to me, it's, it takes so much away from, you know, the fair chase of hunting.
1: Oh, yeah. Today's hunting, I don't even think you could really call hunting. No. It's more no. Like harvesting. I mean, it really is.
0: Yeah, harvesting. I mean, it really
1: is. Yeah, it's uh, not. There are no hunters anymore. But, uh, I see what you're saying. It's like, but there are times where it does help. I mean, we use them, and, uh, we found out through a game camera that most of our, uh, bait spots were getting eaten by doves and raccoons and it no, wasn't deer coons. so we're like okay abandon this spot so yeah in that situation i helped. think coons will find it anywhere <laughs> oh yeah dude. those dudes are smart cunning hell one time me and my buddy were on the uh uh discrete bio yeah and we were uh, putting out yo-yos and we kept hearing it jiggle we looked up a raccoon had done climbed through the canopies of these cypress that were in the water, got to our tree, went down, and started pulling up our line Wow! with its hands and getting the sardine off of it, or the uh, shad off of it, God. and was throwing the hook back. That's wild. My buddy got mad and popped off some, uh, what was it, 45 rat shot. And <laughs> rat shot at him. Yeah. I'm like, dude, game warden, public waters. but they are highly intelligent yeah so yeah they're gonna find i had a uh a live trap out for them one time and they uh went through the side of it and got it out through the side golly it's crazy but yeah i mean in general hunting is not hunting anymore i mean you're up there in some nice Expensive thermal equipment with this high-powered rifle, full stomach playing on your phone, eating a Slim Jim, waiting for something to come by, and eat sweet corn off the ground. No. I mean, it's 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 over. It's almost like, you
0: know, almost like just slaughter. I mean, and you're you're baiting them in there with food at a set schedule. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have them on a schedule.
1: So... Well, it's just like those uh, ranches. You know, uh, all these big, expensive hunts. Yeah, and those was, are basically pet deer.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that it it escalates throughout the, um. You know, people that hunt. It, it just it, it can get, you know, when you get on up in there it, into the big money of it, like you're talking about with ranches and stuff, and people pay thousands of dollars like they basically will go to like a was it like an auction i think even in some places and they'll be like you know they pay for that deer and then they take a guided hunt out there and that guy says there there's your deer that you paid you know however
1: many thousands of dollars for to kill yeah you could pick out there's some ranches that have photographs and yeah. you're like which deer do you want i want that want? one and we'll, you pay he's over here let's go yeah and you yeah, pay thousands of dollars
0: and you kill him. Like, what? I mean, so if if you're in that position, what I would like to ask that, guys, what story, you know, you hang that deer on your wall and people come in and they look at it and they're like, oh my God, that's a massive deer. What story do you have to tell them?
1: No. I, I, I mean, drove right up to him and shot him. Yeah. Well, that's just like these African hunts. Same, which yeah, same which African hunts are more conservationist than the ranches really because the ranches are growing their own deer for retail hunting.
0: Yeah, and and that does um like I've even heard uh discussions or arguments uh against, you know, the the killing of uh uh lions and stuff over there. And I mean obviously predators can be an issue in some cases for like livestock and stuff like that. And, and over there in a country like Africa, I mean, it can be a, a big issue. I mean, cause livestock can be their livelihood for sure. Well, yeah, that's how in the wild,
1: but what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of those hun- hunts over there are in fenced in areas. It's really? Like, okay. Yeah. A f- uh, the national or a federal conservation area. Yeah. Yeah. And those animals were chosen to be taken out, yeah. they just figured the African governments, whatever country they happen to be in, mm-hmm. got a good little scam going on. They're like, well, we'll what? charge some fucking rich American right, $30,000 to come over here and do our jobs for us. Right. And so, then,
0: yeah, and, and then they, I think that in, in those <clears throat> cases, a lot of times that money is uh, transferred into their... Um,
1: yeah, it's for their wildlife yeah, conservation. Their, yeah, wildlife stuff. So. Which... In that particular situation, I'm not mad at the African governments. They got a hustle going on. No, I'm not either. Not at all. But I mean, as far as the American paying thirty thousand dollars just to pull a trigger on an enclosure enclosed animal, on a deer. Yeah, that could or not even deer, something like a zebra. Yeah, I have family that goes on those hunts, and they told me that they're shooting them from the, the jeep. The jeep. Yeah, Texas has everything. Yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna be a th- uh, another country for too long. Yeah. Well, they say there's more uh, tigers in captivity in Texas from private owners than, any than in, they're the, in the wild. In the wild, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Did you know that uh, Crossit's tiger, back in the day when we had that tiger, I mean, if you look at it, just going by the little map that was on the, uh, the uh, Joe Exotic thing, like it showed a map of, like, where all of his tigers went, and, like, one of them was, like, "Dude, southeast Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah. Was, I thought that was crazy. But anyway, yeah, uh, I don't get it. It's it's wild to, to think that we consider that hunting. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I said, I got a family that does the African hunts, and, I mean, they literally just stand up in the jeep. And shoot a zebra. Get to keep the hide. They can't keep the meat. The meat goes to tribes and people around there. Yeah. They keep the hide. But that can also be said about some of these deer ranches. My brother in law, his two brothers went on a ranch hunt in Illinois. I believe it was Illinois, like three or four years ago. And all they got to keep were their antlers. They couldn't even keep the meat because they couldn't keep the meat. They told them it was unedible. They don't. Jacked them up so full of shit that it was not fit for human consumption. (laughs) So basically, yeah, you're paying three or four thousand dollars to go shoot a tame deer and keep its antlers. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand why people hate hunting from that aspect.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, um, a lot of people that are, you know, I guess really argue against, you know, the ethics of hunting and Uh, That kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know if if they all realize that for us hunters, um, there's a lot of times equally as much, uh, you know, hatred towards that same idea within our own community. Uh, You know, I mean, it's disgusting in a lot of ways for people that really appreciate the outdoors and hunting and has respect for the outdoors and hunting. Mm-hmm.
1: To yeah, to, I, I wouldn't even it. call it a sport. No, to me, it's just a trip to the grocery store. It's a necessity. Yeah, I don't even like it being called a sport or being advertised as a sport. No, because ninety percent of that shit you buy at the sports store is a bunch of bullshit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, deer are pretty dumb. You really don't need most of that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh i got into a little small discussion with a a guy He was actually um making a an argument against a uh a pretty famous hunter and he was a vegan uh he was talking about the you know the the necessity of uh hunting deer and you know in our modern time is it do you need to you can just you know go to the store, and I mean he he had a solid argument in a lot of ways. Uh, not you know challenging his intelligence by no means, but um. I mean it, you know, it's I, it reminded me of a the uh, the time whenever. Um, we were trying to essentially run the Indians out of the Great Plains and stuff, and, you know, um, trying to move in, in that area. And the president at the time was trying to, um, you know, try to keep the peace and things like that. And it eventually pretty much had no choice but to try to get them all the, you know, around all the Indians up into these camps and stuff and, um, It was trying to, I guess, do the right thing, but they were essentially just, whenever they got there, when they got the Indians to these camps and stuff, they were pretty much just trying to make them, uh, they would call it educate them, you know, educate them into their, you know, to be more civil and all that kind of stuff. But they were pretty much just forcing them to change the way they lived and to adopt their way of life and that kind of stuff and i mean to me that reminded me of that is like if okay it may be really it may be unnecessary to you know have to go out and hunt and stuff like that i mean yeah we can you know we could all just put our guns in the safe never go hunting again get everything we needed out of the grocery store but i mean for one it's you're trying to force people to adapt to a certain way of living. And then the other to me is like, I mean, I like the ability to be self-sustaining and to know that if society went to shit and we didn't have grocery stores and there wasn't anything on the shelves that I could still survive if I needed to. And he basically like, you know, making the argument that, well, hundreds of years ago, that was necessary for people. Well, I mean, it may not be necessary right now at the time entirely, but it may again one day be necessary. I mean, if everything just, if the whole house of cards just came came down on us, you know, then you would have no choice but to survive.
1: I mean, what are you going to do? You know, You're talking about just not being dependent? Um, yeah. Yeah, I could. That's definitely an argument for it. It's a good skill to have. Mm-hmm. Just like the whole, uh, like spear and bow hunting controversy right now of mm-hmm. the ethics behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's definitely more ethical to shoot a deer with a rifle than a than to spear them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean learning how to spear is not a helpful skill. Yeah. Right. Because in the future, you may be in a survival situation where all you have is a spear. Yeah. But as far as hunting not being necessary right now, well, it depends on how you look at it. Because if you look at it from this point of view, that $25 can buy you over 100 pounds of lean meat, then it's very necessary. Mm. Also, the conservation of it all. Yeah, that's... We're decreasing or keeping the population in check because when uh, herds get overpopulated, that's how diseases like uh blue tongue, uh chronic wasting. Yeah, that's a all big those one. diseases that are really bad. Yeah. And I and I didn't even Spread. mention that, you
0: know, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the big ones to me that I have yet to, to hear uh and, you know, a um vegan that is like you know, well um educated on his side of things. I've yet to hear an argument, and I'm not saying, I mean, I'm open to it. I'm, I'm not saying that they couldn't make a valid point, but, I mean, to me, you've got to have conservation. I mean.
1: It's just like uh, feral hogs. They're, that's what I was fixing to say. I they're mean, running you... rampant and destroying crops, destroying yeah. uh, investments, and destroying lands, spreading diseases, killing animals, because they yep. are omnivores. Yep. They will they will fuck you up quick. Yeah, especially uh, a, a troop it, of them.
0: And they're invasive, That's what big time. time. I mean, invasive. they're
1: so they're destroying the ecosystem.
0: Really, and
1: and any species will destroy an ecosystem if their numbers grow too large. Yeah, if I take a, a locust. You know, yeah. imagine if their lifespan was tenfold. How much destruction that would be? Luckily, they have a short lifespan. Mm-hmm. Yep. So nature kind of keeps them in check, but even deer, I remember growing up, we only had three tags and then around, I was 14 or 15 it moved up to six. Yeah. And actually this year in Arkansas, we're going back down to five. Is it? Yeah. It's five this year oh, in wow. Arkansas. So that? that's the thing is they see what needs to be taken out. It's just not a free for all. You yeah, got yeah. a certain number. To keep the population in check, right? Or else right. you will get terrible diseases like blue tongue. Yep. And you ever seen pictures of blue tongue? I haven't.
0: No, I don't. I don't know. Uh,
1: uh, if it if it infects an entire herd and spreads, uh, a cousin of mine seen it in person down there in the delta. They had an outbreak, and he said a little like Gettysburg. It wow. Was just body after body after after carcass after carcass because. Uh, Apparently, blue tongue makes them really, really thirsty and gives them an unquenchable thirst. And you usually find them by water source. So they all congregate down to this water source and just die. So they're all there together, and it's just a battlefield of dead deer.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. No, I didn't know that. Uh,
1: Where's my phone? Look up a picture of blue tongue disease.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I actually uh, just renewed my hunting license last week and um I just done a, I think it was like $10.50 ten, $10. 50 cents or something like that, but it was just, I mean, like literally it was your small game, uh, fur bear, trapping, and uh, it just came with one deer tag. And okay, so you don't get the
1: five deer and the two no,
0: turkey? I, t- I mean, for me, I don't, I just don't need it and you know and uh i mean i'm single so it's just me and my daughter and i mean if i'm able to kill one deer then i mean that lasts that that'll last us you know
1: well that's another thing even though i get five or six tags a year i've never tagged out in my life yeah cuz deer just don't show up like they do on ranches
0: yeah and i mean i guess that's not necessarily a bad thing because that money um does go back into you know to Arkansas's <clears throat> um conservation efforts and stuff so um actually for a long time I wondered you know where does that money go you know when you buy a license and stuff like that um and I've seen it here a little while back somewhere and uh, I I can't necessarily remember exactly the details to it but it was actually really satisfying to know that uh i think there's like actual um legislation that keeps that stuff in check like that money has to go back and you know circulated back into the uh the game and fish commission and conservation efforts and stuff like that so that was
1: too bad the federal too bad dc don't have that same regulation. yeah for sure yeah i imagine it does But I, I really don't agree with the, uh, some of the regulations around hunting. Like, uh, can't hunt at night. I mean, why not? I bought five, well, this year, five tags. Mm -hmm. What does it matter when I fill them up? It's going to be the same amount of deer. And the argument is usually, well, you got to give the deer a sporting chance. Well, once again, I'm going back. It's not a sport. This is me putting meat in my refrigerator. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't agree with some of that, and I really don't agree with the, uh, you know, bow season, rifle season, modern gun season, because once again, that goes under giving them a sporting chance. Well, I'm trying. I spent twenty five bucks for five deer. I think it should be rifle season the whole season. Yeah.
0: If you feel those tags in the first yeah, well, three it doesn't days, matter. yeah,
1: day night bow. Can you uh, muzzleloader doesn't matter. Just give me those five deer is that
0: whenever you buy that license, I was actually wondering this the other day because I, when I bought the, my license, I, it was just one deer tag. If I were to feel that deer tag and uh, say I, I decided um, I was going to, you know, go again, maybe Be get a... picture blue tongue. Get a second deer. Oh, my God. That's wild. His tongue's like... Just hanging out. Is it swollen?
1: It's swollen. And it turns just white and nasty, and they get sores all over them, and they get an unquenchable thirst, and they basically just go down to a water source and drink till they die.
0: That is unreal. But uh, if I were to, ki- if I were, to, you know, I got one deer tag. If I were to kill one deer and then, uh, you know, just say early in the season, and then I decided, okay, I think I may, you know, try to get one more, and maybe, you know, have You know, a second deer in the free in the deep freeze or something like that, Uh, or maybe you know, give one to my dad or something like that, or give him some meat. Um, Would I have to go and buy an individual like second tag, or how would I go about that? And then I have no
1: idea, yeah. I I always bought the uh, $25 license each year, and if you get. 10, if you 50.
0: If you get the, the twenty five dollar and you get five tags, you fill those five tags, is there like a limit? Like you can't get any more than five tags in a year? I mean I don't see yeah, where anyone you can't will.
1: have unless you got a depredation license. Yeah. Then you can shoot wherever the fuck you want. <laughs>
0: Just go on the killing yeah. that Rampage. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's five a twenty five tag is you can hit register, which gives you access to Dove, yeah, quail. Squirrel, rabbit, five deer, and two turkeys. Mhm. That's a $25 license. Coyotes, too, I think.
0: Would coyotes be under trapping? Seem seemed like I, that would be under trapping.
1: I believe you could shoot them, too, but it yeah. has to be during daylight, and it has to be with whatever legal firearms in season. Like, yeah. if you shoot. One well, of the 270 during bow season, that's a no no. <laughs> yeah. Or during the early bow season when rifle season isn't open. Right. Well, same thing with hogs. You know, even though yeah. they're feral and there's no limit on them, if you're out in the woods with a 30 off six during early bow season when gun season's not open and you shoot a hog, that's still illegal. Technically, mm-hmm. there's no hog hunting. Right. You just shoot a feral animal while you're hunting.
0: Yeah. And is some of that, like. Uh... You know some of the regulations on that stuff is confusing to me. It's like I mean this is an invasive species; it destroys a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, messes a lot of stuff up. But then it's like they don't want you to, um, you know, kill them in certain ways, or you know, like I don't even think in Arkansas, you know, you can do the whole helicopter hunt stuff.
2: Hmm.
0: I think I I think actually I think the uh, the game of fish does go out in helicopters and shoot them. See, but, I still
1: wouldn't do that because even a trained military person isn't going to be a good enough shot to make... A, that's basically ethical look, shot. Spray and pray and look. Yeah. That's not... That's some adrenaline bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a blast. Yeah. I'll, but you look mean, at it from <laughs> the actual animal's perspective, that's probably not very ethical.
0: Probably not, yeah. But... Going back to the the vegans' argument against you know whether well, it's not necessary, it's not ethical, that kind of stuff, and then you throw in the well, what about conservation? And they say, well, you know, like if we're not gonna hunt them with a rifle, then what are their response? Because there's options like you know, I think Texas even um uh, experimented with that poison.
1: I mean, how would you know, would that be the that seems well hell just letting them grow old and die is probably a harsher sentence than a bullet yeah god if we done that if we just let them just go
2: yeah I mean mean,
0: literally that's what that's kind of what I've wondered is okay if we just said if we all made our our mind and we said you know morally I think the right thing to do is we're just going to be nice to all these animals we're not going to kill them anymore we're not gonna shoot them. I know what would happen. Like for one, hogs are fixing to just go crazy. They would Probably
1: destroy every habitat on the continent.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'd probably have them
1: like in our running through our yards and town and places already do. Yeah, I mean, hogs are bad because they have what three to four litters a year of it, eight to fifteen. They're pellets. like they're like rats, man. Yeah, they're like rats. It's crazy. They breed like rats. Um, the bear around here is getting crazy. Like I think they're actually fixing to open a season. Maybe bows uh, or... I could kick whoever's idea that was to bring them here and straighten the balls. Because <laughs> we could have used a lot of other choices. When bring did them they some bring pronghorns hey? down here or something? Yeah, we did not brought black bear. Them?
0: Do you know about what time they brought them here? I can't, I don't. I'm not it's, really sure.
1: Been within the decade, hasn't it? I don't know. I have no idea. I would have to look. They it dropped them off in Pheasanthal, I think, around probably around 10 years ago or so.
0: Surely they were native to the Ozarks, though. I mean, right?
1: Oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, I would think so. But bringing them down here to a refuge to let them breathe and thrive on a refuge that's what, two miles out of a city limit? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> we did not need an apex predator down here. Yeah, they
0: they mess up a lot of stuff. Black bears are, uh, and this doesn't come from my personal experiences, but uh, here in, you know I know some guys that bear hunt they black bear, and then other guys um, that have been places and actually hunted brown bear, uh, they talk about you know black bear are really pretty skittish and I mean. That kind of stuff. A, they say it's a very distinct difference if you uh, come in in contact or confronted with a black bear and a like a freaking Kodiak. Oh yeah, if, you know like, not, they're
1: definitely not like grizzlies <laughs> or polar bears. They're, yeah, they're actually kind of small compared to those. They're very
0: small, very small. And then I mean, if they see you, typically they're gonna haul ass the other direction. Typically. Typically. <laughs> oh, they're, they're some. I mean, I've seen some black bear that are big that I would hate to see I mean they're bigger
1: than a rockwiler for damn sure yeah and yeah. I wouldn't want to fuck with a wild rockwiler so Yeah, <laughs> damn sure not a black bear
0: yeah did you know that at one time there was freaking emu in Felsenthal wild no
1: oh no not,
0: not wild but I've heard I've heard some stories of guys around here locally that went out there and freaking see this big huge like almost ostrich sized bird running through the woods <laughs>
1: I would think I was in Jurassic Park. I would have saw a raptor. Yeah, yeah. My mind would have predicted that. That would have been
0: hilarious, hilarious, man. I don't know. I can't imagine that. It's funny.
1: I want to know what the logic behind dropping another apex predator around here was because we already have mountain lions, bobcats. Oh, no, you can't say that. Coyotes. You can't say that. Uh, They finally come out and admitted it. The mountain
0: lions are in Arkansas? Yeah, they finally. The gaming fish?
1: Yes. Like, oh, two or three years ago, they see, finally got it, back into a corner. Yeah, because it was always a thing to where
0: it was like... A, they're just passing through. They're just fa- Yeah. And it, yeah. pretty much, it was just they didn't want to have the responsibility of, you know, now they have to do this whole freaking, mm-hmm. you know... Spend some money. Yeah. All the regulations and all the, the laws and the conservation
1: and all that stuff. So... You just can't tell me there's not a mountain line of yeah. the Ozarks. Come that on, son. <laughs> that place was made. Yeah. For mountain that's lines.
0: that's one thing that I've that I really I want to experience is like I don't want to be that close, but I do
1: want to be out and hear one. I've never heard them, but I got a cousin who lives right down the road from me. He'll actively, you know, we live over by a farm. Mm-hmm. He'll actively go out at night with Spotlight and look for him. He's found them. Really? He's seen them. Flesh and blood, Spotlight. Yeah. And I never heard one in person, but I've heard them online. And it was explained this way to me my whole life, is it sounds like a woman yeah. screaming in pain. And yeah. that's exactly what they sound like. Yeah. That just... It'll shoot definitely you make your the buck hole pucker up if you're out there by yourself. I bet.
0: That would, be, that would be cool to, to hear. Even one not, um, even one just kind of like walking the wood line, like, uh, what would you call it, purring. <laughs> uh, they have that almost like just deep, like grunt almost, you know.
1: A predator. Yeah. I can't even do it.
0: Like, I've, you know, I've been to like the zoo and stuff like that and heard a lion. And it's just like this, almost just deep.
1: Well, I was watching a video to... Last night, going to bed, I was wondering how they made the sounds for the Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. And that led me on this rabbit hole. And I found a video where they were showing what a T-Rex would actually sound like. And uh, it was creepy. It was this low... Yeah, yeah. Like, almost like a frog or a gator. Yeah. Not like they have it in Jurassic Park, where it's like a lion and all that. It was just like this deep guttural vibration. that, That... Scared shit out of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Um
1: now here's a video of a cat screaming. I ain't getting paid for that, so y'all ain't gonna hear it.
0: <laughs> that is crazy. That's wow. If you were out
1: there by yourself with a bow and arrow at night uh, and that creeped up on you and made that sound.
0: Yeah. That goes back to the whole ghost thing. Then it's like, yeah, if I'm convinced. <laughs> it's a wraith. <laughs> yeah. Salem witch. Um, yeah, that would be that would be man, chills.
1: I don't even think chills would describe it. That'd be solid white.
0: Yeah, I mean I would probably just a diamond fall out your butt. <laughs> I would probably just be frozen. For a long time. Partially amazed and like just living that moment and just freaking the hell out
1: at the hell same Hell, uh, a deer blowing scares the shit out of me. Yeah. That's yeah, that's creepy.
0: Yeah. If
1: you didn't know what that was. A lot of people don't there, know what that is either. Yeah, A lot of people. But yeah. I've been out in the woods and they'll blow at me and that first blow stops me in my tracks. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go on, run, be scared. Don't do this shit again.
0: Yeah. Ever heard a uh, one of those screech owls? Mm-hmm. Those things are pretty cool, too. I like hearing those.
1: They'll, uh, they'll make you turn to religion real quick. Yeah. And they're so tiny. I know it, yeah. Like, they're the size of maybe like a chinchilla. <laughs> and you think it's yeah. just big death wraith thing out there
0: i've seen i've seen i've been out there this wasn't too long ago walking through the woods and uh seen two um i know there's a better name for them than this but just regular like you know owls um barn owl yeah like the you know the big ones and seeing two of them freaking tie up like in out of the top of a tree and like damn near like fall probably halfway Between where they were at and the ground. Like they were just tied up with one another. And then they broke off and, you know, flew off and stuff. It was crazy.
1: We're pretty lucky that all the raptors in the world now are very tiny. Yeah. How how much would it suck if there was actually a, let's say, a falcon the size of a hang glider? Yeah. They'd they'd pick you off like nothing. (laughs) You never know. And they just die from there and snatch you up like a rat. Yeah. We're very lucky that they didn't get too much bigger. Yeah. As far as... Uh, this is probably going to be the most controversial part of this episode, but the whole vegans not wanting to hurt animals, and we were talking about a depredation license earlier. Yeah. I don't think many people know what that what that entails which is basically if you own land and you have agriculture that you're invested in you can get this license it's called a depredation kill license and pretty much it's a license to kill you can shoot well from the way I understand it I looked in more into it after we spoke last there are a certain number that you're allowed to kill Mm -hmm. but at the same time you're not obligated to harvest they're just you're killing them to protect your crops I don't think you can actually go out there and just shoot this massive 10 point just to get its horns and say oh it was hurting my crops I think there is actually a limit on the amount of bucks you can shoot Mm -hmm. but does it's pretty much open season on them I'd say even the limit is probably this more than you and I would probably kill in a lifetime yeah um yeah. it's just and then that. i don't
0: they you can't if you had that license you can't even like actually harvest the meat
1: you pretty much have to leave it there yeah you got to leave it to rot which in my research i saw online where there's some states that allow it but well, not all well um if i can find it real
0: quick <laughs> like uh, i found an
1: article where this hunter found like three or four deer that had the back straps taken out of them and the rest was left there to rot. And he turned it in later to find out they were deer killed on a farm under a depredation license. And it was perfectly legal. There's nothing you can do about it. Hmm. So not, not to sit here and say I got you moment, but just the info out there, vegetables aren't free either. They're not blood free whatsoever. They cost blood too.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's, I don't know, there's, like, I get it. Uh, you need to protect your crops. It's the same way in, I mean, even in places in the U.S. where people have livestock and mountain lions are a real issue. Same same concept. So around yeah. here you have um, tomatoes or corn or whatever, and so you get this license to protect that crop from these deer that, I mean, it's like someone using a feed plot to hunt them, you know. They're coming there to eat. There. Yeah. They're, they're coming to eat. And so, I mean, I get that aspect of it. But then at the same time, like, you have to let the meat rot. So it's like, this is, I mean, but I think, I was trying to find it, but I, I'm not going to be able to find it. But I know, like, when I bought my bought my license last, that I seen it on there where you can donate to a, um, and this is on the Arkansas Gaming fish, you know, website and everything where you buy your license that, uh, you can donate to a, uh, a little organization that's through them that like feed the hungry too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like that would it be may, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like that, that may have, may, it may even still be a thing that people that have these depredation licenses can donate, uh, you know, a certain amount of the, the meat that they kill. Um, on there to, to that but I mean it seems to me like that would be a, a, a viable option other than just letting it
1: I just don't think they there. got the manpower for it because I think in order to donate you have to get somebody to come out there and check it check it and yeah because clean it and all that like stuff. I can't just go out shoot a deer, take it uptown and sell it Mm-mm. I have to get somebody from the government, probably a USDA or food and drug or something to come out here and inspect every so many ounces of this meat in order for me to sell it, sell yeah. a wild game legally. Yeah. So it probably falls under that same thing that you got 60 farmers across the state that shot 200 deer apiece. Yeah. God, you know, you don't have the manpower for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that can be a tough one, I guess, for sure. Um, I know... I think in some areas in Arkansas you have to have a deer checked for chronic wasting disease and then I know that like even you know me listening to music on my phone and stuff like on a, you know Pandora or something like that um it uh there's even like commercials that come across and will advise you or you know they'll they'll be talking about if you if you kill a deer and you know in Arkansas have it checked for chronic wasting disease and it tells you where to go to find out where the nearest location is. And I think there's a location where you can have one checked in every county somewhere where you can have it checked. I remember
1: before Arkansas Game and Fish put out that app where you could buy your license and check your deer on just the app and you Mm -hmm. actually had to go uptown and go to a check station to check your deer. Mm -hmm. They would take samples. Yeah. Before they checked it, they'd cut a tooth out and get the gum and all that like uh, flesh tooth all that and we put it in a packet and send it off for check that may be what it was for yeah I don't know but I haven't went to a physical check station in probably three or four years
0: yeah how would uh, seem like I've heard some guys talk about that disease and like the possibility of it becoming something that, um, is trans, you know, we know—we're able to, uh, transmit it into humans. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if that's something
1: that's possible or. I don't know if it goes into humans, da- how but. How dangerous it is. That's one of the reasons why you have to debone. If you shoot something across state lines, and have to take it back. Mm-hmm. You got to debone it. You got to package it. You got to seal it. Mm-hmm is because of chronic wasting disease, or any disease, really. Mm -hmm. Let's say you didn't debone it, and you just had it back in a trash bag in the back, and you have a wreck on the way home, shit falls out, scavengers get it, and now they're spreading a disease. Yeah. And that's what it goes back to conservation, is there's measures we take now to keep shit in check that would just be completely rampant if we couldn't hunt anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get. I mean, it's emotional. Yeah. The whole vegan. I think it is. Uh, I'm probably gonna get crucified for saying this, but I think it belongs on the shelf with uh, anorexia. Yeah. I mean, you're malnourishing yourself based on an emotional response. And there's, I mean, there's, we know we're omnivores. The factory farming thing. Uh, that's a long. On subject we get to here in a second, but as far as getting your meat from hunting, I mean, it's either we do it or we increase predators to do it. Mm -hmm. If we increase predators to do it, that's gonna put us at risk. Yeah.
0: Um. Like I, I did watch a a video here. Um, it's been a little while ago. Probably about a year ago or so, but um, they were talking about I think it was like Bill Gates or something, and uh, uh, there's a guy on YouTube that's like an engineer, and uh, he has pretty cool videos. But anyway, they were talking about a like a beefless burger patty mm-hmm. or whatever, and that was pretty neat some of the stuff that they talked about on there and like the, whenever they broke it down, then, you know, um, how much hamburger we consume and how much like resources it takes to feed them, to, you know, to um, harvest them and all that kind of stuff in order to uh supply the country's demand for beef and like how much less it would take if, if we just ate something that was plant-based and stuff like that. It's pretty interesting to watch. It's pretty convincing. And, I mean, stuff like that I would be absolutely on board with, uh, you know, to to give it a shot and stuff. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I mean, I want to still be able to hunt my own
1: meat. The thing about the processed vegetable stuff is that, when you process it, you're changing the chemical composition of it, and you can't really call it vegetables or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the biggest thing is all this processed food is. Yeah, is it really as healthy as they're claiming?
0: Right. Yeah. Do you I think that like growing a garden and stuff? Would you would you grow? I mean, would you be convinced? All oh, you got to go everything
1: organic. And or would it really matter to you? on the organics it's a made up term everything's organic right it can't exist if it's not organic yeah but I get what they're saying yeah yeah. wild versus domesticated yeah
0: having stuff that like corn seed that has insecticide on it
1: yeah I understand what you're trying to say by saying that uh I would totally be down with just growing my own garden but that's just not very visible in most people's lives yeah I mean, well, look at us. We live out in the country, and have you know, you got plenty of yard for a garden. I got, I think we got like over thirty some acres back at home.
0: Yeah, I actually grew one, but the time uh, this year, the time. Yeah, that's and that <clears throat> that was something I was going to bring up earlier with uh, with hunting too, and the the ethics around uh, food plots stuff like that. I think that for a lot of people, that plays a factor into it because, like to me.
1: You don't have time to stalk a deer for three days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I mean that's the world that we live in now. Is, um, I mean they've got us by the balls. Yeah, in a lot of ways. I mean we are we are forced to work constantly. when I mean we live at work and we visit home. And so I mean
1: <laughs> live at work and visit home. Yeah, I mean that's the
0: way it is for me. Uh, and so I mean it's just convenient. I mean, we're human. So naturally we go we, we flock towards convenience. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean we're I mean, as a species we're pretty lazy. <laughs>
1: well, we're not lazy, we're just burnt.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh so I mean it's, it's just easier to run to the store and grab a burger on the way to work and mm-hmm. you know, and that's the reason why we have what leading the world in heart disease and have all these health issues and all that stuff and then it's like, you know, you still have these you know these these good old boys live out in the country and they want to hunt and fish and that kind of stuff. And uh and I mean I I'm with them 100. percent And then whenever it gets to uh you know hunting deer, it's just convenient and easier to put a well, camp. Like I
1: said earlier, that's a few hundred pounds of meat for twenty five dollars. Yep. Yeah. You know, basic. You know, there's a lot of obviously a lot of people that spend way way too much money on hunting. Yeah. Because they need the newest...
0: Oh, well, they've got to have the... the
1: thermal, <laughs> odorless, camouflage, 2.0. Yeah. Little, little, <laughs> fuck you.
0: Yeah, it's the, and, and what it gets me is the side-by-sides stuff. It's like, you can't walk to your deer stand. You've got to have a $15,000, $20,000 side by side That's the biggest it. scam. It's like man, You could have a
1: Jeep cheaper than that piece of shit.
0: Yeah, well, I, the Jeep I've got outside... Yeah. The, I mean, you can buy those Jeeps for like 1500 to
1: $2,000. There you go. And, and you can drive it on the road. Yeah.
0: And, uh, I mean, they're they're dirt cheap.
1: Side-by-sides is the biggest hustle.
0: Oh, and people are just eat up with it, man. God. I think I'm the only person where I work that doesn't have one at this point. And It's like every time I go to work, that's all that's talked about. It's like, what'd you do to your side-by-side? Side? God. They're putting, like, winches in the bed of them so they don't have to pick the deer up. They just, like, drag them up into the bed of it with a winch and stuff. And God. <laughs> Spend twenty
1: thousand dollars on a base model, and then add another six grand worth of accessories. Yeah, like, you know how awesome of a Jeep you could have had by now. Crazy, and like leases, you have factor in like what a lease lease costs and stuff. Well, like I got that. lucky on that one. I got family land, but yeah, yeah I mean, some that's another thing is people do have to lease, and, those and it's are, like
0: a lot of people like eight hundred dollars a year or more. Yeah. I mean eight hundred dollars seems to me like it's like the average around here. Eight hundred bucks a year to get it in the lease. So now, I mean, are you going to get $800 worth of deer meat out of it? You better kill five or six deer.
1: Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Some of them don't even do that. Some 80- clubs only allow like one buck a piece. And oh yeah. Yeah. A couple of does because they need breeder. Yeah. I'm just not down with a camp like that. Me
0: either. I, I mean. Which my from- brother-in-law,
1: he got some land, leasing land that's butted up to ours mm-hmm. this year. So it kind of expanded our hunting ground a little. And, uh. Yeah, a few hundred extra bucks for a few extra places. It ain't that bad, but we're pretty much still on our land. Mm -hmm. So that's not bad. But these people paying like thousands of dollars for this camp just to go kill that one trophy buck, yeah, I don't get it either. I don't
0: either. And and it's like, um, okay, you factor in... $800 Eight hundred dollars a year for a lease, and then you've got to have a side by side that's fifteen thousand dollars trailer. Yeah, you got to have something to pull it. Yeah, and then you got to have all this camo, and then you got you know
1: electronic feeders.
0: Yep, feeders and
1: cameras and plus the corn. Yep, salt licks, all that stuff. Sugar it, cocaine,
0: and then it, it's like, uh, are you? I mean, what are you really doing this for? I think that's where the term sporting comes into play. Yeah, because, you're in the
1: hole at that point. You might as well have bought factory meat at that point it probably would have been cheaper yep but and for me hunting on family land hand-me-down rifles i think last year was the first year i actually bought a rifle for myself other mm-hmm. than that it's been hand-me-downs or borrowed yeah so i'm basically getting a few hundred pounds of meat for yeah. 25 dollars so that makes sense but if i was ever to spend thousands i wouldn't hunt
0: i did i like i did, i just can't get past that because um I don't know. I mean, the way that, like, I like uh, camping and, you know, uh, hiking and stuff like that, it's, I guess it all sort of, for me, it all kind of plays in together because I like, there's a certain aspect of it that I just, I desire and, and look for that, the struggle in, like, taking whatever's on my back and hiking out into the wilderness and making it work for, you know, a few days or whatever. And so it's the same way with hunting uh, in the aspect that I like the the difficulty of it. I think the difficulty of it is where you get the good stories you know, that goes back to like what we were talking about, if you do have a mount on your wall or something, like what story do you have behind it? And then the satisfaction of knowing that you went out, you worked your butt off for it stalked it you know and i think that's where sort of the the fair chase thing comes into play is that you you at least try to give there's an equal playing field between uh yourself and the animal yeah like that, it's that's not
1: say like making it a sport though
0: yeah i mean yeah i can see that too but it's not like you're just feeding it and waiting for it to come out and shooting it yeah but um so the I guess the minimalist mindset of it to me is you know, if I couldn't do that then i wouldn't I wouldn't go. It's the same way with like uh growing a garden I mean of course, I still depend heavily on the grocery store for vegetables mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but it's definitely satisfying whenever you you know have it, some tomato plants, corn. Whatever and you can it, you know you harvest it from a seed and all the way until you know you go all the way through till you can it, and then knowing that whenever you pull it off a shelf and prepare it and eat it, that it's something that you, hundred percent, you know yourself basically, done. So
1: that would be nice, but our lifestyle just yeah doesn't admit yeah. for it. It doesn't. It's
0: very difficult. I mean, I done a small, very small garden, and it's tough. So that's why I time. was
1: talking about like it should be legal for us to use a rifle all hunting season and hunt at night because you know it's not a game. This is a uh, food on the table and you know if you work today, you might get home in time if you're lucky enough to hunt an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So you know I just I just think that needs to be removed. I think we need to be able to harvest the deer that we purchased as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I mean, I don't know.
1: I can't say for certain that I completely say, oh yeah, I'm on the page with you on that. Um, I mean, so what would be the argument against hunting at night if you had to make one? Well,
0: I mean, I'm sure there's probably a rebuttal to it. Um, my, my first thoughts is just having to take into consideration the way that people around here are and because I have seen deer laying on the side of the road with literally just the back straps cut out of them and the
1: rest of it laying there and you know that's just well, that's a legal day or night yeah unless you got a depredation license yeah but that's you know that's illegal anyway and I so, get that so if you get caught doing that that's that's a separate issue
0: yeah if you have people that that have that sort of mindset And then you give people the ability to legally hunt at night, then, um, you know, what is that going to, what are we going to, what are we going to get ourselves into if we say, we're going to take the, you know, we're just going to let this happen now. So it's not necessarily like I'm saying, no, we can't do that because it's just like, what, let's, let's think about if we do let that happen, then what's what are we going to get into?
1: You're saying they'd give them opportunity for more illegal activity?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Like if, like that's always been sort of my um, question about if we made suppressors easier, easier access. If we were able to run to the local store, you know, whatever to get a or the same, you know, sporting store, where you get a rifle or whatever to get a. Suppressor and it, you didn't have a tax stamp, and you could just buy it off the shelf like you could a handgun. Uh, which I think we should be able to absolutely, but how would that affect the illegal aspect of taking
1: wild game? Probably about the same because even suppressed, it has about the same it's, power as a 20 or the same loudness as a 22 yeah you I'll definitely sit here and argue that there's probably been more deer killed with .22s than anything. Probably
0: so, yeah. So, I mean, really, I guess there is no solid argument.
1: Not really. It's
0: the argument I that's can always
1: presented to me was it gives them a chance to rest and be a sport about it. It Gives the deer a chance to rest? I'm like, well, I mean, during the day, they're completely oblivious. They're being hunted until they're shot anyway, so what are you talking about? Yeah. It's not like deer creep out, knowing they're going to get shot. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I I guess you could say it. it,
1: it, I'm definitely for year not year round, but season round modern gun. Yeah. Uh, Would it
0: increase? I guess would people if they were able to hunt at night, would they be able to hunt with a? like a spotlight or something like that absolutely yeah yeah
1: night vision uh, if you have infrared or uh, a nightlight thing why not
0: yeah
1: yeah that would be definitely easy yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, it's easy anyway. What we're talking about, you're sitting in this stand with a high-powered rifle shooting something to come from a food plot. I mean, yeah, it's an assassination, really. Yeah, really. That's what I was getting at. I, I just, I don't know. Uh,
0: I don't. I don't want to ever get to that point. Of oh, Like just where I just hunt out of a stand and uh put a food plot out and have cameras and basically just walk out there and wait on them to come out. You know. I mean I, I get it. I I like love cuz I
1: really don't like hunting. I do it for, the, for food. the meat. Yeah. And so,
0: so I get that part of it. And people uh again, you know, don't have time, that mm, kind of stuff.
1: That needs to get it ASAP. Yep. Fill their tags as soon as possible because they gotta you know, they can't take off.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean I just don't see the point of uh selling you. Making you pay for five tags and then tying your hands behind your back and say good luck. Yeah. It it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. I've wanted to, uh, I've been wanting to like, hunt an elk. You know, we've got a little bit of a season in Arkansas for that. And the
1: elk meat is really good. Well, not only that one elk is probably worth about three deer yeah so if, you know if i was big animals i wouldn't mind regulations on elk like certain guns or whatever because they're such a large animal mm-hmm. one could feed you for a year yeah so that'd be great but a deer people just don't realize that deer are tiny they are very tiny yeah they're mostly legs Legs and stomach cavity. There's not much meat on a deer.
0: Yeah. Um, I know there's all there's been a discussion about making Arkansas um, instead of having like a muzzle loading season, they have a primitive gun, primitive gun season, uh, like they have Wouldn't in Louisiana. A muzzle loader? Well, and like in Louisiana, they have a primitive gun season. They don't have muzzle loading, and so you can hunt with certain calibers up to a certain like manufacturing date, so like forty-five seventy, is a centerfire, you know, rifled cartridge. Brush gun. Mm-hmm. Uh I actually have I have one, and
1: very good round.
0: Yeah, solid big chunk of lead. <laughs> um.
1: I hunted with a Marlin forty-four for years.
0: Yeah, but there, there. I mean, there's some more calibers that w- that are considered, uh, you know, in the primitive gun category. And that would be cool. The only thing that I don't like about the, like the Louisiana one is if you hunt with a 4570 or something like that. It has to be like a single shot. Yeah, a single shot breakover or something that goes and, into the primitive of And I get that. But like for me, I have a I have a Henry uh 4570 lever action. Mm-hmm. Um Gold Boy. Yeah, and uh like I, I i mean i would like to see the primitive gun in Arkansas, but um not made where it has to be a single shot rifle where you can hunt with a 4570 like lever action but you know have like like mine is a tube fed magazine so you know have like a like a rod that you could put in it sort of like you do with a shotgun mm-hmm. during uh, duck season a plug a you plug know a plug in a shotgun yeah so as long as you had that in there while you were out hunting with it and, you know, say you were confronted by a game warden, um, as long as you had that in there, then, it, you know, it only would allow one shell in it, then you would be good. You know, you, you wouldn't get in trouble for it. Uh, so, like right now, if we did have primitive gun in Arkansas, I wouldn't be able to hunt with it. I'd have to go buy a, a whole nother gun or a muzzle loader or something like that to automate.
1: Yeah, my forty four is a lever action as well. I, I think be able to use it.
0: I think if I was uh if I get a muzzle loader start start muzzleloading, hunting, uh I, I wanna go back to like the old the old school, like flintlock. <laughs> you know? boom <laughs>
1: They probably run yeah. off before it went off
0: well I mean people hunted with them for a long true. time you know uh, I've got a buddy that he's he's talked about um, getting a muzzle, like a 32 caliber muzzleloader and squirrel hunting with it you know you can do that and uh, you know having like an old like one old school like powder horns you know and carry it and, you know just be kind of cool
1: That'd be like a thimble. <laughs> yeah. Where <laughs> the powder in there. Six grains. Yeah. Like literal grains. Grand jewels. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, like, that's what I'm talking about. They, uh, they're trying to make it a sport where you can only have one round of a cartridge round. Well, what if you make a bad shot? Mm-hmm. You know, then you gotta sit there and watch them. Suffer until you can get another one in. Yeah, and there's that, like really no point. I mean,
0: there's actually. Um, I know some guys that they think that they ought to just do away with muzzleloading for that reason. But then there's another argument to that yeah. that is, you know, well, you're not taking the proper steps to making sure that your muzzleloader is uh, performing like it should too. You know, you're underloading it or you know, something like that, and it's, you know, you're not you're not getting a ethical shot. or You know, I mean, people just don't take care of them. They don't clean them. They don't, you know, that kind of stuff, so.
1: I mean, uh, you know, crosshairs or iron sights, they're not a guarantee. I mean, physics yeah. does take over. Yeah. Like I said, you're not going to get a pinpoint shot every time, especially in a muzzleloader, and I've actually lost deer. I lost a six-point. Two years ago, I made a a through and through shot, mm-hmm. but I didn't see which way he ran because smoke. Yeah. So he didn't bleed. It was such a, a fast shot; he didn't bleed for a while, and we never found the blood. And three days later, I go to feed my stand. I look two hundred yards through the woods, and there's buzzards in the tree. I'm like, there he I, is. I know what happened. Yeah, this sucks. So I yeah. waited for my family to get home to go out there with me cuz we had coyotes out there too. I didn't know if they were still there or what was going on. Yeah. And sure enough, it was him. Yeah. Good shot. Just uh didn't bleed. Good enough through a thicket and to find him. All because of a muzzleloader. Mm-hmm. If I would have had a you know, something that didn't smoke, I would have had a better eye on which way he went.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But it was just deer smoke, no deer. <laughs> That's all I seen.
0: Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be kind of cool. It'd be interesting to have. I don't know. Do we do we know anybody that has a like? he's like vegan or anything?
1: I know one guy, but I tried to get him on the podcast before over a, another subject, mm-hmm. but he was too busy with work. I think okay. he's still busy with work. Yeah. Maybe in the future if you wanted to.
0: Yeah, that'd be kinda cool. Uh say I'm not an expert on any of it by any stretch, but um it's definitely a good subject to have, you know.
1: Well, I mean my argument is there's just you can't have life without death. Yeah. I, There's no getting around that. If you're going strictly plants, animals eat plants, farms are in the wild. You know, there's this whole, I heard a narrative before that people are talking about all the mice and rabbits that get hit by combines and there's that aspect of animals dying for crops, but it's actually a larger scale than that. And I've never heard the depredation uh, subject come up before. Yeah. In a vegan, or I'm not even sure if many people are even aware of what that is.
0: Yeah, they may not,
1: but it's just not rabbits and uh mice that get killed on farm, it's deer, yeah, uh, any vegetarian basically, any mammal. Mm-hmm. Your predators, depending on what you're farming, your predators will get killed for coming on the farm, and if you're har- farming some crops, your herbivores are going to get iced. Yep, yeah. it's just how it is. I even knew a guy that uh, had a catfish farm, and he would get a cannon, fill it full of rocks and glass and spark plugs and whatever he could find, and he'd shoot the water turkeys off the water. I can see <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> it worked. <Not> now, bad. <laughs> I bet. Mean, some farmers use the uh, pressure cannons now, Yeah, but deer... They'll learn it. It won't take them long to get used to it. No, and what are they? It's just a canister that builds up pressure and just have a quick pop off. Boom! Sound like a scares an C four going off, but it's just pressurized. Yeah, yeah. You have it set to like go off every 20, 30 minutes or something. It usually works really good with birds, but deer they'll learn it within a week or so and they'll ignore it. Yeah. Hell, I've shot shot at deer and missed. And just had them look at me like I was stupid before.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I've, I've seen that on a lot of occasions. Um, that reminds me, though, I went to, last year, I went to uh, Portland, Oregon. Well, we flew into Portland and I ended up on the on the coast there in a little place called Astoria. Um, I was doing some work up there. And um, such a an awesome place. I mean, I want to go back. But anyway, the... <laughs> Everybody talked about the, uh, the, uh, sea lions up there and how, like, sea lion or sea life? The sea lions. Sea lions. Yeah. Sea lions. Okay. They, uh, crazy. They, like they'll, you know, you have to, you know, they say, you know, don't get a hotel room by the water. They'll keep you up all night and that wah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Wah. They didn't, they didn't me. Uh, we, I mean, we had a, a hotel right there on the Columbia river. And uh, it didn't bother me at night or anything, but it man, hilarious. Those things are just funny. But they get out there on the, like the docks and stuff, and they're just like it, it just it'd be like fifty or a hundred of them out there, and it sounds like they're all just out there fussing at each other, like <laughs> arguing. Uh, but talking to guys up there that uh, fish and stuff on the Columbia River, they said that those things have just
1: wreaked havoc on the the fish around there. I bet. That- and I've seen videos of those things, like somebody would be at the dock taking a picture of their uh, prize catch. And then this, this sucker just come his, up, come up inside a boat, snatch it, <laughs> take off with it. I'd be so pissed. Uh, but could you really? <laughs> that would be yeah. Too funny.
0: Yeah. That would be funny. But, um, uh, Oregon being very, you know, typically pretty progressive and that kind of stuff. Their views up there is, oh, uh, you know, we, we can't kill them, them like so. There, I don't think you. I don't even think it's legal to, to kill them up there, it's, unless you're like a part of like an Indian tribe in or something. Like
1: it's that. like that in Alaska with the uh, seals. Yeah. The uh, native Inuits or whatever. Yeah, because they it, they can get a license to eat to kill seals for blubber, but right uh, nobody else can.
0: Right, and so like right there in Astoria and in that area, all along the Columbia River. Um, they said that they've tried, you know, different things, and one of them was like they would trap them, and then just haul them out to the ocean and dump them off or whatever. Well, I mean, they're just gonna come right back, you know. So it's almost like you know, you trap them, and as you're trapping those, I mean, you've got more coming in, and you take those out, and then they come <laughs> back, and I mean, it's just this continuous cycle. So that goes and they're, into
1: conservation.
0: <clears throat> yep, and so they're they were are talking about how they're just killing the, like, the fishing up there and stuff.
1: So. What's your, uh, I hear factory farming getting brought up a lot. What's your opinion on what? the, the quote-unquote cruelty to animals? And-
0: oh, you're talking about, like, um, like, chicken houses and stuff like that, or? I suppose. I don't
1: know. like one thing is, I don't think there's like a universal way here. I mean, are, are these documentaries and shit just showing the worst of the worst? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So you, you talking about like, um, like harvesting pigs and, and that yeah, kind of like stuff. Factory and animals, factories. Dairy yeah.
1: cows and uh, yeah. meat cows and chickens. and I think that
0: that kind of goes back into that little video that I talked about, uh, talking about the, uh, that meat or not meat that um burger or it was like a a beefless burger stuff and they kind of talked about that some and um uh talking about the factory animals and stuff and how much resources it takes to sustain that demand is crazy
1: and so yeah i don't know um well do you think it's should be considered cruelty to factory farm? Just because it's... People think it's just unsettling. You think that is a justification for cruelty? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to say, because cruelty of, yeah. is a pretty subjective term. Yeah,
0: it kind of is. I mean, I, that's one of those subjects, I think, that to me it's like I'm kind of in the middle on and, and open to hear both sides of the... the Spectrum there. It's pretty interesting. You know, I'd be interested to hear two people go at. that. That's why we need a vegan, though. Yeah, we need a a vegan vegan here.
1: Well, I I really don't have a problem with factory farming because, you know, it's getting better as time goes on. I mean, as cruel as people want to say this today, it's still better than it was 100 years ago.
0: Mm. And it's probably a a big uh, part of that reason is probably the advocating by, you know, vegans, or just technology, getting better. technology and, and people, you know, demanding a better
1: process, you know, to it. So, um, that's pretty much where I stand. It's like, I don't have a problem because we got to do what we got to do, but I'm not against making it better. I mean, who would be against mm-hmm. progress? Yeah. I just don't think there's a point in like, you know, boycotting just something yeah. because it's not, fully evolved yeah because if you do that it's never going to evolve it's going to stay stagnant yeah boycott it
0: yeah i mean i I think that if we're if we're leading the world in heart disease and uh we have a a, you know these huge issues
1: with our well-being but that's been shown to be more on processed sugars and carbohydrates yeah because there are other countries in the world that eat more more meat than we do and they are healthier than we are Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and i wasn't uh trying to directly attach uh you know meat and everything and our consumption of meat to that but uh yeah i mean like i mean that does kind of go with it though i mean if we were to say okay let's let's cut down our meat consumption and and start making more plant-based stuff and you know if it's if it's processed junk and all that then we're not really helping our health out any Mm -hmm. we're just consuming more of one thing than the other it's still if it's still crap it's still crap so um i think it needs to be a i think it needs to be a healthy balance of ethics but then like is it benefiting everyone you know are we doing it for health reasons too
1: like i mean so that's you know. why I think it should go. Uh, veganism should go on the shelf with uh, anorexia because I think it is an emotional response. Yeah, it's nowhere as near as hardcore as anorexia. Yeah, but like I said, on the same shelf.
0: <clears throat> so you think, uh, like, vegans—they're doing it, um, at, like you're saying, an emotional response, but yeah. partially. They are just wanting to improve health, and that well, kind of stuff.
1: I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is, the research really doesn't show any benefit to uh, to the plant based diet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, I mean all I, vegan I've... diets and vegan carnivores and advocates admit you have to uh, supplement on the side. Yeah, or you at least should. Yeah. What does that tell you?
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I and but it's you, know, you know I also see people that do like an all meat diet.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? There's some people that like have to. I think uh, what was her name? I think it was. Oh, I forgot her name. There is a girl, very famous woman, like a popular woman. She has to eat only meat. Really? Yeah. Oh. She can't digest vegetables. I don't know. I just, I don't think there's a nutritional argument for it. I mean, yes, I think we probably could eat more vegetables and less processed bullshit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love vegetables. I like, I have, you know, from the time I was an infant almost, you know, just loved them. So, uh, my dad was a farmer and I mean, he's grown a massive garden every year as long as i can remember and uh well my
1: grandparents had a garden with us growing up but uh nobody else really did because we all lived in the modern world we couldn't you know he was a cow farmer actually mm -hmm. so he had time for it
0: yeah my dad actually had some cattle and horses and stuff it was before my time before i came along but whenever i came along it was all farming um corn and well early on it was cotton and then it was corn and he done some soybeans and stuff like that. But, I mean, it was on a big scale. He was doing it for, like, you know, selling it off for, like, commercial consumption and stuff. So, uh I mean, I've always loved vegetables, though.
1: Yeah, I ain't got nothing against them, but I still think a human being could be healthy with just vegetables. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Do vegetables exist in the wild on a scale enough to for you to survive? Yeah, if we were to just stop farming. Yeah, I mean. Where would you find corn? Yeah. when's the last time you were out in the woods and found a head of lettuce? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just does not exist in the wild. Yeah. It's always been farmed. Yeah, so. it's, it's artificial. The growing of crops is artificial to begin with. And then you add on top of that the ethical argument of hurting animals. Well, then you got depredation, and then you have chemical runoffs into water supplies or ecosystems. Really, you mm-hmm. know, rivers which lead to the ocean. I don't. There's. I don't think there's really an ethical ar- argument for any of it. I say eat what you eat, and uh, Darwin would decide the rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I seen a uh,
0: I seen a pretty cool thing. It was uh, earlier where did I see it at, but it was it was talking, you know, kind of about like everyone being socially connected, like network, you know, Facebook things like that. And uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. It said uh, some poor phoneless fool is probably sitting next to a waterfall somewhere, totally unaware of how angry and scared he's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, I know, that was pretty awesome to me because I was like, you know, just so many people are caught up in all this stuff and it's like, they're just pissed. Yeah. And going nuts and it's just like, how about, let's just try to just set the phone down. Unplug. And go outside. You know?
1: Well, outside I think, doesn't exist to a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. You live in like a city or whatever yeah you know? it ain't like us where we can Concrete drive jungle. a few miles down the road and be in the middle of nowhere yeah i mean
0: yeah i don't i can't i can't speak for those people if you live in a apartment on a high rise in new york you know i don't know what you need to do but i guarantee you there was something that used to be done before all of this Even for those folks, you know, I mean, in New York and everything, they yeah, building New York, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, but yeah, it just people get man caught up, and is it not just unreal to think that like now we're so divided that now we're even trying to like segregate our social our social networks, like uh, we now look, we got to go create another social media. For the people that think this particular way, are not. It's not necessarily. that's not necessarily what it's for, but it's that seems see to be. I see where you're going. going. It's
1: kind of bottlenecking down to their own camps. Yeah. It's like, how dangerous is this? We love those echo chambers. Man. I don't
0: know. It's 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 scary in a lot of ways, but then again, like I said. And to a point you just have to set it all down and, and go outside and do something you know you, you gotta get to a point I guess where you, you you know you wanna search for that what used to be and, and sort of balance it a little bit not just
1: I think we need to treat social media like work you know you just you gotta go unplug for a little while you yeah can't, don't bring your work home with you yep same thing with social media just don't bring it into your life yeah I guess we could be hypocrites though Uh, I'm not sure if podcasting counts as social media man that's kind of an uncharted thing ain't
0: it I don't know is it social media I guess it would be you have followers you have
1: yeah but is it any different than recording a CD would that be social media too I don't know Anything? I'm not even gonna go down that route.
0: It's a yeah. I I thought about you know, like you wonder back in the day, as my daughter calls it, the old timeies. She said the old timeies, but uh, back when we used to draw our cartoons. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But they're like, whenever a lot of America wasn't explored and stuff, and you know people were uh, trying to. You know, find the next new thing and all that, and you know, like, how was it to them? You know, they were just able to kind of like the, the gold rush, and you know, we got to go out west and all that stuff. And uh, and now it's like, well, what is the what is the new west? You know, is it the is it things like podcast and the airs the airways? And we we, I mean, we almost look at it like almost in disgust in a lot of ways. It's like all this, you know, social media and how it all is and everything. You know, you kind of wonder, was there people back then that looked at it a lot of things the same way?
1: Like newspapers?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I think back then they were probably more worried about eating. Than Just trying to survive. It. Just trying to survive. Yeah, their mind-occupied. Yeah maybe that's the problem maybe we do got it too easy and now we're just getting bored and crazy yeah which makes you wonder what's going to happen when uh everything becomes automated and people do have more time how crazy we're gonna go but that's a whole nother episode for
0: sure yep
1: we cover everything ghosts Bigfoot, yeah, aliens. Like how many of those uh cryptids do you think is plausible? Let's see. Yeah, like what, Nessie. So what?
0: What? What is a uh, like? Right, explain to real crypt
1: cryptids. Uh, is just like those mythical Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, Mothman, chupacabras. Okay. Yeah, I've mythical never. I don't know why I've never heard of that them. May or may not exist. They have a better chance of existing than in, let's say ghosts and stuff. Uh no, uh tooth fairies or something. Yeah. yeah uh. You say what? Which one do you think is more plausible? Plausible. Um, Bigfoot, Loch Best monster, chupacabra, or Mothman?
0: Mothman. That's great. I'm gonna throw that one out right now. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Loch Ness for the simple fact that go back to what we talked about and we haven't explored but two percent of the ocean, three percent of the ocean.
1: Yeah, because yeah, we just found a live specimen of Architeuthis what? Less than five years ago.
0: Architeuthis?
1: Giant squid. Oh. They, they yeah, just yeah caught, I remember that. They just caught a live one like a few years ago. Until then, it was just uh, tentacles and carcasses. Yeah,
0: that's pretty wild to just have something like that pop up on the radar all of a sudden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I said cool. The oceans, most of the planet, least explored.
0: I'd say like this. I have to go with it. Just, I mean... We don't uh, it's mind.
1: probably the most believable.
0: It's out there. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe.
1: <laughs> That's another aspect is people really do want to believe. I
0: like. I said for me, I like to entertain the idea of it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun, you know. Well, so. It's just
1: like we're talking about you going to spooky places looking for spooky things. You're probably gonna get spooked. It's that adrenaline. Yeah. yeah,
0: you're 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 adrenaline junkie. Yeah, so well, not
1: just that. Your imagination's gonna, yeah. Your flight or fight, or fight or flight, is gonna be back yeah. and forth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. What do you think about the the spirit, like ghosts, are supposed to be our spirits? I do you even think there are spirits? We have souls and Like spirits. a soul. Yeah. Is there yeah, anything to even really know. pass on?
0: I I I mean, if there is, it to me like it's gonna it's gonna be what it's gonna be, you know. I don't know, and so if there is, then hope you enjoy it. <laughs> like my thing is is just like I want to, I I know what I have here right now, and so leave leave a legacy, you know, to someone else, me, my daughter. And that may be that may be all, you know. And and then that legacy kind of carry on at least to some degree from there, and and so on and so on and so on. And that's the only thing that I really so know. There's any
1: lingering physical property about us. I mean, I know That's the other thing is it requires so much assertions. You know, people are like supernatural. Well, what the hell does supernatural even mean? Right. Do you even know a supernatural is possible? if it exists yeah and it wouldn't even be if we did have souls that would be natural wouldn't it because it exists in this reality that would make it natural yeah so I mean supernatural is basically an arbitrary idea and uh, God of the gaps excuse pretty much it's just a little basket we could put stuff in that we don't quite understand yet so a literal supernatural maybe not even be possible Mm mm-hmm you know, one, once upon a time, people probably thought tornadoes and uh, hurricanes and lightning and all that was supernatural. But yeah, we later on discovered it was just physical properties. So that's what doesn't make sense to me about the soul. is There's all this mysticism attributed to it. But if it's here, it's physical. And there's no supernatural to it. Mm-hmm. It's natural. So we should be able to analyze it yeah like we said if you could see it it's either reflecting or emitting light which means that those particles can be captured and possibly ran through like a spectral analysis to see what they are yeah but the fact that there's 10,000 ghost shows and everybody every amateur with the fucking talk box thinks they're an expert uh, nobody's thought to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Just put up a piece of cheesecloth, <laughs> let a ghost go through it, and then take it back for s- spectral analysis to see what you're dealing with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I think the... I, I think I would probably have to say that the only, like, the closest thing that I've, I could probably come to to say and, uh, it was something on video that was, that I know that someone didn't, or I, I say I know, I, I don't know, but uh, I wouldn't imagine that they edited or created, you know, camera tricks or anything like that was, um, uh, someone that I knew personally or someone that I know personally. Um, and it was a like security camera in a, in a business. And, um, I mean, this is in, uh, Monroe, in Louisiana, and uh, you know, I mean, it was obviously like it was very clear that it was a, you know, apparition or whatever, like this human, you know, sort of mist come kind of walking across the I screen. Mean, was it
1: human, or did your I mean, it you looked perceive human. perceive it as being it looked
0: human. You know, the head and arms yeah. and that kind of stuff. So
1: that's, that goes back to the pattern seeking, flight or flight response. Yeah, that we have is. It's like people always seeing like Jesus and toast, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah. burnt toast, but you are cloud, cloud watching. That's, you know, that's something not right. controversial or, you know, with any bias to it. It's just, what do you see in the clouds or ink block test? Right. You know, you, we are designed to see patterns for survival. Yeah. And, you know, are these actually, you know, it's kind of funny that like you were saying a civil war scenario earlier how did their clothes go with them, you know? Yeah. Like, you see a Civil War soldier in his uniform it's like that, what? Yeah. So clothes can die and be ghosts now? Or, yeah. They it's, carry that. just they you carry seeing that, the pattern. Right. It's like
0: they carry, whenever they die, they carry the image of how they looked or are you just perceiving
1: it You're perceiving way? it as that because you already have it in your mind. Like, people do go to Gettysburg for ghosts and it's, What a coincidence they see a Confederate soldier. (laughs) Yeah. At Gettysburg. Yeah. But do they see Union soldiers over in India? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you would think if you did see a human apparition that it would just be, like, naked. Yeah. Wouldn't be wearing a, a dress or, you know, a soldier's uniform or anything like that, so...
1: Yeah. Or any form, really. If it's just energy, it should mm-hmm. just be, uh, uh, like a mist. Yep. But once again, I mean, I, I think it's all bullshit. I and mean, there has never been a ghost show where they actually found something. They always leave on that high note of something fell over, <laughs> <laughs> something flew across the room, and as like I said is. I would say Bigfoot's probably more sought after than ghosts, but ghosts would be a close second of all the amateurs and stuff that's out there actively looking for it and yet we got nothing.
0: I mean there's I think there's definitely you know, get an eerie feeling in certain places. Like if you go to an abandoned insane asylum, like to me, that's an eerie place. Not for the fact that I believe that there's going to be like these... Just
1: what actually happened there. Yeah, yeah, the the
0: evil spirits are, you know, not necessarily that I believe that the evil yeah. spirits are just, just consuming this place. Or that even if it is an evil spirit, not saying that either, but just the fact that there's so much like mental trauma you know, trauma that perhaps went on there and all this stress well, and it's the just like, you know, and,
1: like seeing the Alamo, of, you know, knowing that what happened there and you're standing there. Yeah. Or... On a, Beaches of Normandy, or yeah, Normandy would be a good, yeah, crazy place to stand, or d- just anywhere where something happened. Yeah, nine eleven. Yeah, being in New York, or people do that on the normal, just with famous people. Oh my God. George Clooney sat in this chair at this restaurant. I'd
0: I done the same. I'd done the same thing. Uh, it was surreal to me to watch, you know, lit, to grow up watching all the documentaries on uh, JFK and the assassination, oh, and yeah. then I actually went to Billy Plaza mm-hmm. and stood right there, like, yeah, and just like looking around and like, like I'm, I'm connecting, you know, connecting the dots in my mind, like watching all these documentaries and stuff my whole life, and then that standing SEO
1: there was pretty close.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, that I mean that was one of the coolest things you know just to stand there yeah. and think about all of that and you know
1: it's almost a star stricken mm-hmm.
0: yeah I mean it is way yeah
1: I don't know. we're not making any declarations on here or saying we're smart no we're just no. talking shit just I talking... don't think Ghost is real I don't think Bigfoot is real so to speak oh he's real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They did find chipacobers though. That turned out to be true.
0: Well, were they actually chipacobbers? Or were they
1: No, it was <laughs> it was uh, some hybrid out of Mexico. I think yeah. it was like a Mexican wolf and some kind of coyote. And like made probably, a hybrid dog and it was like hairless and, and the mange probably. <laughs> no, it wasn't the mange, they were just hairless. Really? Like naturally hairless. Like
0: the hairless cats. Or is it the Sphinx? Sphinxes, hairless yeah.
1: sphinxes. Ugly bastards. Yeah, it was just a hairless dog with like some bone abnormalities from the hibernization or whatever.
0: That's that's the kind of dog that I would probably, I, that's, I need one like as a pet because my allergies, I don't good, do good with dogs and houses. So it may make a good house pet for me. I need a Chippecabra. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, that's all you can do. Uh-huh. but I don't know if it was actually like, what people were seeing but they ended up finding a new, this new species That's that funny. kind of resemble it and they kind of you know, oh look funny it's a chipper cobra i'm trying to dig some more into the cryptids but really much that can be said that hasn't been on ten thousand tv shows already
0: yeah uh well we may have to touch on on that again on the next one or something but uh have you ever heard of the? Uh, it's a documentary about it, but the, the the deal with like all of the, like national forests and stuff, and then the people going missing in them. Have you ever heard anything about that? No. It's a big. It, I think there's like a documentary on it. Maybe.
1: Maybe I'm oh, sure. I maybe mean, a book. probably got predators out there. Yeah. It's a great place to dump a body.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not even sure if that even played into the, uh, the old Bigfoot thing or if it was,
1: I mean, I'm sure it was. Oh, I seen a show yesterday, they were talking about one of the first colonies that come over and that there was a few people at this colony, then the ship left to go get supplies and when it came back, nobody was there mm. and they were trying to say it was some, uh, cryptid in the wood, like this... Hybrid wolf man type thing that people have been seeing all over the place in that area. That this bipedal wolf creature. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Indians got they
1: ass. That's yeah. all that was. They couldn't make it. If the dead could talk, man. Yeah, if the dead could talk,
0: we could we could solve all the world's problems.
1: Probably. Alright, hunting, veganism, Bigfoot, sounds like a good episode. Yep. (laughs) Maybe. We did the damn thing anyway. Yeah, we done it. We need to find us a vegan. Yeah, we need to find us a vegan. Where they sell those at. Yeah. I I think my bottom line is I really don't care about... What somebody eats the way no, I, I, don't I mean, look at it like drugs, you know, do it at your own risk, whatever. It's just fun to talk about. and Yeah, yeah it, too- it's even fun to piss people off from time to time. But
0: I was actually really glad to see that um, Oregon made, you know, small
1: amounts of hard drugs legal. Yeah, something else that was on the ballot, I think five states went ahead with it. With, really? Uh, recreational. Yeah. Hard drugs? Yeah, uh, drugs all across the board. Wow. Wow. I think. I thought Don't it would blow me on that one because there's so much bullshit that's happened in yeah. the past week. Yeah, but I think it was at least definitely weed passed in five states.
0: I know. Yeah, I did
1: hear. Um, I think it was one or two that passed small amounts of anything. So, yeah, that's a plus. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think so too.
1: But anyway, I look at, you know, your diet the same way I look at drugs. Your own risk, your right. Personal responsibility. Yeah, that's
0: that's kind of the way I look at most things uh, and you know what's funny is you find a lot of people that think that same way once they get out of the realm of thinking left and right yeah all the way left or once all the way you get right get out of that order. camp and yeah when you get out of that camp you start to think you know hey we're all on this place together and I may not agree with you but it's not my call in the end anyways you know so, I mean, it's that, what is that way. What you do to it?
1: yourself is your business. Mm-hmm. But, and I'd like to, like I told you before this, I'd like to get a panel together to discuss this topic. What about the ones that are out there, like, proselytizing for it and saying, you know, th- like, throwing guilt trips on people and trying to make it a movement? Do you think uh, You mean about, like, what in particular? I- like a vegan, like starting a youtube channel proselytizing veganism that um, this is the way if you eat meat you're a murderer and yeah
0: uh, i mean it sounds a lot like religion
1: <laughs> but do you think uh
0: it can get that way i could see i mean if you if you make good points and valid points and like try to educate people and think you know this is a better way and you have good good proof to back it up and so then i'm open to it when you start telling people they have to live, or they need to live this way, and you're wrong for living that way, and that kind of stuff. I'm like, shut the hell up.
1: up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I want to get a panel together for, because we're talking about, like, influencers. And like we were talking about before is, you know, the satanic panic, and uh, Columbine blaming, getting blamed on Manson, and then uh, heavy metal music getting blamed in general. It seems like we have... uh, that's what popped earlier. I had a spike on my reading. I was like, "What happened? One of my, one of my strings on my." I can't even think right now. Fuck it. Can...
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the talky thing.
1: Yeah, on the poppy thing. But anyway, influencers. You know, it used to be the middle class was blaming culture for the way their kids are acting. Yep. And then society jumped back on that. It was like, no, you can't blame entertainment for that but it seems now like we are blaming influencers for quote unquote fake news or uh, bad advice like Mm -hmm. maybe going vegan it's it's like um, it's It's like like it's okay to blame the the mask of media or art
0: it's like uh, the same thing where they try to pass legislation to sue gun manufacturers if uh, there's a particular gun that's used in a Shooting or something like that, you know. Like, do you think it's right to be able to sue Smith and Wesson because they made an AR-15 and someone used it yeah. to kill 15 people with it?
1: And it's the same you way know? with information. Let's say right, we're talking about eating meat. Let's say this vegan person gets on there and spreads a bunch of false information, like meat gives you three buttholes and <laughs> or something You're know, crazy. Yeah. And kids believe it and start following it. Well, can you actually blame that person? Does it not fall under the same logic as a uh, satanic panic and yeah. violence in media? I'd like to get a panel together on that one. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, because there have been like some prominent podcasters and stuff saying that places like Twitter or companies like Twitter and Facebook should follow under some federal guidelines mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that's that's dangerous territory it is
0: i mean and I, like i can absolutely in a lot of ways my first thought and response to that is i can i can see where yeah that makes sense um because i always go back to with like even gun violence and stuff is the gun not it, it's it's just a it's an inanimate object and the mind is where it starts and uh you know so i mean i can see that point because I mean, if you're able to influence that many people, then out of that many people, there may be one that is on the edge of insanity or whatever. And then they just pick up a tool and do whatever they need to, you know, want to do with it or whatever. Um, so I can see that. But then, like you said, it's very dangerous too. Yeah. Cause it's you get into essentially
1: that. declaring eminent domain on, on uh, uh a free world product or a free world company a capitalist company mm-hmm. I
0: mean it's it's sort of um you know regulating free speech yeah in a lot of ways so uh it, hey,
1: that's dangerous
0: like i mean we are where we are we we have let this genie out of the bottle and the social media stuff
1: is it's, it well like i asked you earlier what's the difference between uh, Twitter, and a high school newspaper. Other than popularity, yeah. I mean, are you it's really it. gonna sue and hold federal laws against a high school newspaper that printed false information? Yeah. Versus something that's basically just popular. That's that's the only argument here, or the only reason it's popular. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I, don't, I think that's that's a dangerous route to go down. I,
0: there's no, there's. I don't think there's any way. Of putting it back, there's just no way. Mm. I mean, we're adding. You know, now we've got what parlor or whatever. That's the new social media parlay. Parl, spell it parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R.
1: Parlay, It's French for talk. Oh, is that what it is?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I'm... or it's French for to talk since it's got the er on it. Yeah. Oh, I learned. <laughs> All right. I'm oh, stupid. do cut us off before. Uh... We start a whole new subject.
0: Yeah, that's cool. But uh, definitely we could get. Yeah, I'd like
1: to get a panel together on that and talk about influences and when it should and shouldn't be, or if at all, regulated. Yeah, that would be over a good popularity. one. It'd
0: be a good one to have some, a few different minds kind of throw
1: some stuff out there and. Yeah, I'd like to grab at least five people. Yeah. but I only got two mics, so that's gonna be fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, we have to. We have to do that after COVID. Everybody be up here breathing on each other. We can't. Well, have then that, it'll too. never happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we just kind of play a uh, COVID roulette. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. We are out. Peace. See ya.